having a period is powerful. It's freaking incredible. Like we've been told for so long like that it's this horrible thing. And I think seed cycling has helped me and a lot of other people go, okay, one, now I understand my cycle and I feel like I'm in tune and in line with my body. Number two, I'm nourishing myself, which is the biggest act of self-love in a society that constantly wants to make us smaller and just not love ourselves. It's the biggest act of self-love is nourishing yourself. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to or back to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on today's episode. My name is Lily. I'm your host. And first and foremost, I just wanted to say a huge, huge, huge thank you for all of your love and support on the release of Deserts to Mountaintops. I am beyond thankful for the love that I've received on this book and it was truly such an incredible process to write this story, but it was also a very emotional process and just to know that this book has touched people in such a way that resonates with them and is meaningful to them just truly means the world to me. So thank you guys so much. Um, we had our release party last night and it was absolutely amazing. I got to hang out with all the other authors and there was a ton of people there. They sold like a hundred plus tickets and it was just really, really cool to connect with everybody and see the true impact that the book is making and just like sit face to face with people who are reading these stories and who just resonate well with them and it was just really really cool. I also just went to the post office today and sent out a bunch of books that I signed for people and I'm about to head out of town this coming weekend as well. I think that this episode's going to go up on the 8th but it doesn't really matter the timeline but I went to the post office today to mail out some signed copies to like 15 people so if you guys did not get a signed copy and you wanted one I was doing a little bit of a giveaway on my Instagram so I'll put that post on my story if you guys want to tag a friend who might like the book and enter for a chance to win a signed copy. I'll probably mail out like another five to ten of them next week and everything that you need to know will be on my Instagram. But yeah, thank you guys so much for just all the love on this book. And if you want to grab a copy of Deserts to Mountaintops, Choosing Our Healing Through Radical Self-Acceptance, you can click the link in the show notes or search it up on Amazon. And I know that this book and my chapter will be so influential to you in the best way. And there are so many incredible stories in this book. It's an anthology and just all the women who wrote chose healing, chose themselves, and it's just finally amazing to see it all come together, which is why I'm really, really excited to share this episode with you guys today. We are deep in our That Girl to This Woman series, and one big, big, big piece of my healing journey has been healing my hormones, which is why I invited my friend and founder of Funk It Wellness, Kate Morton, to the show today. Kate is an expert dietitian with a master's in human clinical nutrition, and she faced her own hormonal challenges after she quit birth control. This personal experience fueled her drive to launch Funk It Wellness. And in this episode, we chat all about how learning about our bodies as women empowers us to go against the way that the world tells us to operate. We live in a very demanding world, a hustle culture environment. And when you slow down, your hormones become happy. So I'm really excited to have Kate on the show. This is her second appearance on 8020. And I know that you guys are really, really going to love 
all the things that she has to say today. So if you guys love this episode and you want to check out Funk It, there's actually a discount code in the show notes for you, or you can enter the code 8020, that's 8020 to get a nice little discount on Funk It. I highly recommend the seed cycling starter kit. That has been such an incredible tool for me in healing my hormones, helping my acne, easing my periods, all that stuff. And we talk all about that in today's episode. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, don't worry, we get into all of that today. This is Kate's second appearance on 8020 and you all absolutely loved our first episode together. So I am very excited to welcome Kate back to the show for a second time. Kate, welcome to 8020. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you back. Our first episode that we did together was one of my most listened to. So I'm super pumped to have you back on the show. But for those of you who did not listen to that episode, first off, you definitely should. But secondly, Kate, can you just introduce yourself for anyone who might not know you yet? My name's Kate. I'm a registered dietitian. I specialize in hormone health. I've got a master's degree in human clinical nutrition. I'm integratively and functionally trained, and I'm also the founder of Funkit Wellness. We are the next generation of hormone support. We use all real food, and our hero product was a product called Seed Cycling, and so it teaches you to eat in line with your cycle using seeds to minimize different hormone issues, specifically with your period and PMS. And your company, Funkit, has been such an important piece of my healing journey, self-acceptance journey, but it's been such a cool way to just see how physically my body has responded to being nourished. And so for anyone who isn't familiar with seed cycling, can you kind of just give us like a quick little rundown of what that is? It's interesting you say that because I feel like it was such a big part of my healing journey too and has like been such a journey creating the products, but then also I created the products because I was already using them because I had really bad periods and hormone issues. So If you've never heard of seed cycling, this is all you have to do. One, track your cycle, which might be a bigger task than I realized at first. Like we got to track our cycles first. And then two, we're going to sync your nutrition with your cycle through real food, aka seeds. So from the first day of your period to the day you start bleeding, that's day one of your cycle, you're going to have organic flax and organic pumpkin seeds. We blend them up for you. You just have two tablespoons or two scoops, depending on which kit you're buying and you have that all the way until you ovulate which is usually about midway through your cycle then after you ovulate if you're tracking your temperature so the day your temperature spikes you're going to switch to organic sesame and organic sunflower seeds you're going to have two tablespoons or two scoops a day again depending on which kit you're using and you're going to take that all the way until your next period starts And how it works is your hormones need different nutrition through your cycle and really micronutrients like vitamins and minerals. The seeds have that in a perfectly formulated food-based way. So it can help with things like menstrual regularity, ovulation quality, actually ovulating, reducing PMS symptoms. For me, that was my big one was cycle regularity, hormonal acne, and reducing my PMS symptoms because the week before my period, I used to feel like a completely different person and then I would, my period would start and then I would almost just feel like I had like been like blacked out for like a whole week. Like, did I really say and do all those things? Like, was that really me? And that's kind of what seed cycling does. It's kind of a roundabout way of explaining it, but that's like what it does and why I kind of got into it was because I wanted something that was natural, that got me in touch with my body and was food-based because nourishing our body, so many of us are undernourished and we don't even realize it. I love that you said 
first off that many of us are undernourished and don't even realize it because that was me for such a long time. And secondly, how you talked about how you almost like blacked out like the week before your period. That was me. Like to the point where like the people in my life were like, who are you? Like, why are you making these rash decisions? Why are you acting this way? And it's almost like this crazy contrast of people. Like I could be totally fine one day and then for lack of a better word, like crazy the next. And it wasn't until I realized that, oh, I'm just truly not listening to my body and not nourishing it and not understanding what it needs. And that's why I'm acting this way. So for someone like you, Kate, who has been researching this and studying this, I know because I'm a walking testament to what Funkit has done. What have you noticed about how we operate as women in kind of this world that tells us to always be on the go. It's crazy because I think so many of us feel just like out of control because we never learned about our bodies or our hormones. We've always been told that we're unpredictable and really the media and I just have such a big problem with the way cycles and periods are portrayed. In general, I think it takes a lot of power and I don't necessarily think I want to be in control, but I think it takes my power away when I'm constantly being told, oh, you're emotional, oh, you're hormonal, oh, all these things. And so I think the biggest thing I've seen with seed cycling and really just educating people because that's like my whole goal is if someone can walk away from a conversation or listening to a podcast episode or engaging with something we post on social, understanding their body more and actually loving their body and being like, wow, this is a really cool thing my body does versus man, I hate my period and I wish I didn't have one. That is probably like the biggest thing. And then when it comes to seed cycling – I think it's such a tangible way for us to nourish and care for ourselves and take back that – take back the power and the fact that having a period is powerful. It's freaking incredible. Like we've been told for so long like that it's this horrible thing and I think seed cycling has helped me and a lot of other people go, okay, one, now I understand my cycle and I feel like I'm in tune and in line with my body. Number two, I'm nourishing myself which is the biggest act of self-love in a society that constantly wants to make us smaller and just not love ourselves. It's the biggest act of self-love is nourishing yourself. Then on top of that, you actually start to get in line with your cycle and you start to feel better based on just incorporating these seeds into your life and tracking your cycle. So I think it's just it adds so many different benefits to your life and so many layers. And that's why I think it's been important for my healing journey and your healing journey and thousands of other women's healing journey is that it heals you on different levels, like mentally, emotionally, physically, and it gets you in touch with something that is so important and deeply ingrained in us. It's healing on like a very micro level, like on a cell level, it's giving your body nutrients in such a simple way. And I think in a world where we're always told what to be, what to do, what to think, you know, who to be friends with, what trends to follow on a cellular level. I heard this quote. I wish I could remember who said it, but every cell in your body is listening to what you say. So make sure the things that you say are positive. And I was doing research on this. About 80% of our thoughts are negative. Like 80%. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. And I'm like, you know what? When I think about the things that I think about, yeah. They are negative. And the conversation around our period is no exception. It's always like, oh, I'm on my period. This sucks. You know, it's such a negative thing. And people think that it's only something that happens once a month, 
when in reality it's something that is a cycle. It's 28 days, give or take, and your body's always changing. And as women, we're not really given the space that often to let ourselves go through the wave that the month takes us through. Um, so what would be your biggest piece of advice for someone who is trying to navigate this wave, but really isn't being given the space to do so? It's hard because I remember I'm really outgoing and loud and pretty confident person. And I remember when I first started talking about periods, I was so scared. And I had never really experienced that feeling in my life of being scared to speak up. And I found that really interesting. And I'm trying to, when things come up like this, get inquisitive with myself of like, why am I scared? What am I feeling? Who has told me to feel this way? Like really digging in. So if you're kind of in this new territory where you've recognized, okay, I want to know more about my cycle. And I actually want to really not just tolerate, but embrace this part of myself and love this part of myself and, you know, create community around it. Just dig in when you feel uncomfortable because I do think that talking about our cycles and creating community around them is important. And I think that we can't celebrate something if we can only do it in private. Like it's one of those things where like we have to speak up. And I think about the next generation a lot and I think I'm just like turning 30 and getting older and like maybe I'm getting a little wise, I hope, is I think a lot and like I definitely want to have kids and I think a lot about like how do I want like no matter what gender my child is, how do I want them to feel about menstrual cycles? How do I want the next generation to view cycles? And I think one of the biggest things is if we just talk about them and normalize them and embrace them, we will have a different community and each and every one of us can be a part of that. So if it makes you feel uncomfortable, if you feel like it's TMI, start slow. Start by talking to your friends. Start by doing with people you're really comfortable around. That's what I did. So people I kind of like knew would probably have a pretty good reaction if I brought it up. So you're talking to them. And then I found out, wow, all my friends actually really feel this way too. And then I would start to challenge myself to like drop knowledge or bring something up or just share how I'm feeling around people who I didn't know how they would react. And sometimes I get really bad reactions. Sometimes I get really good reactions. Sometimes I get really surprisingly positive reactions. So I think that that's a tangent and a long way of saying that like if you're in new territory and you're feeling uncomfortable but you want to talk about your period and you want to learn and you want to create community, do it slowly but surely. Now I talk about it all the time. I love talking about it and I probably become a part of my personality at this point. Any time that I think I'm alone in something, I mention it to a friend and I realize that, oh no, I'm not alone. That's a pretty universal feeling. And oftentimes we're just kind of like led to believe that we're the only one going through this and the only one feeling this way when in reality, we're really not. And so I love, love, love building community around just really tough topics. And I think too, the other thing is like, so my husband grew up in a family with like all brothers, all boys, like never knew anything about periods. Obviously now he knows everything in the world about periods. And something he noticed in his workplace was that none of the workplaces had um, period products in them. And so that's something he asked his HR team like, hey, but a lot of his team like had periods and he was like, can we get period products like covered for anyone in the office who needs them? And I was like, wow. You know, that's someone who I never would have thought would be interested in talking about period products, but 
when we give people a chance to like create community around cycles, it's amazing who gets involved and it really is something for everybody. I love that. That's so cool. Like what a cool thing to do. You know, I just know. like watching out for the girls and like speaking up because he had the opportunity to. And like that's the thing I think is like it's scary to talk about things that are uncomfortable, but then we do. And then that's when I think a lot of really beautiful things happen. I think sometimes too, like a lot of the taboo conversation topics, they're only taboo because there's kind of stuff that people want to hide. And I'm getting a little, I might be getting like a little like conspiracy theory, but I think that when when we start to empower women to tap into their cycle, we get to kind of take our power back to some degree. When we learn more about our hormones, we get to take our power back to some degree. And so it's not really scary anymore to be like, okay, I'm about to start my period. I kind of just need to lay off this week and like, you know, rest a little bit. I'm still going to work hard. I'm still going to work towards my goals, but it's going to look way different than it does when I'm ovulating. And so being able to kind of like hack your cycle to some degree, I think is one of the best kept secrets because yes, we just we work so much better when we know what our body's doing. When I started living in sync with my cycle, my whole life changed. Like genuinely, I was such like a participant of hustle culture and grinding it out and being the best and working out all the time. And I was running all these half marathons and working 12 hours a day. And I'm not saying you can't do those things. I just didn't feel good. I got myself in a place where I was so disconnected from my body and my cycle that I hit a low I didn't even know was possible and really getting in touch with my body, learning about my cycle and living in flow with my cycle changed my life. And I I get the same way. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting a little conspiracy theory of like, do they not want, does the world not want me to know I could be this powerful? Does the world not want me to know how cool and beautiful this thing could be? Like, yeah, I go down the same rabbit hole after that low and now being where I am, I'm like, huh, that's interesting. No, I think about it all the time. I'm like, wait a second. I got to pull myself out of this because I learned about my body, but so many people are still stuck in it. And I think that that's, I mean, that's why I do the work that I do. That's why you do the work that you do. And I I think it's crazy. So I want to kind of talk a little, I'm going to go off scripture a little bit. I want to talk about your love because I'm, I'm in the middle of a series on the podcast where we're talking about going from that girl to this woman. And that girl is following the trends. That girl is really feeling unfulfilled by the things that the world is telling her. But this woman is on is on her own path. She's taken her power back. Maybe she understands her hormones. Maybe she is doing the positive affirmations in the mirror and she truly believes them. I want to talk about your low. Were you ever in a space where you felt like that girl, where you just kind of felt stuck in the average what the world tells me to think oh my goodness yes and I'm gonna be really vulnerable and honest with you guys like that low happened in October 2022 so not that long ago and it's not the only low it's just the most recent one but that was when I just truly I had recorded a popular TV show. I had done all of these things that I thought were going to be so amazing for my business. I was fundraising. I was listening to everyone else. I was working like crazy and beating myself up. I had so much negative self-talk. I was going out all the time and still partying like I was in college. And I was just doing all these things that I thought I should be doing. And I hit a point in 2022 in October. I'll never forget it. 
I was at Funkett's office. I was desperately looking for a new therapist, well, a therapist in general. And I finally found one through a friend's recommendation. And I was sitting outside my office sobbing to this woman I have never met before. Don't know her. I am just sobbing like, I don't know what to do. I don't know who I am. I have no idea what I want in life. Like, I felt so lost. It terrified me. And so I like to get really honest with people about that because if you looked on my Instagram at that time in my life, you probably thought my life was perfect. And it was actually like one of the worst times in my life. And that low taught me more about myself than any high ever could. And so that's why I'm grateful for it. But man, I changed my life drastically. I completely cut out alcohol for a whole year. I started going to therapy every single week. I started setting strict boundaries around work. I started taking my own advice and really living with my cycle. I started cutting people out of my life that didn't serve me. The block button on Instagram became my best friend. Like when I tell you, I drastically had to change who I was. And it's scary. And like I – we talked to this a little bit like when you were on my podcast about lows. Like they're not fun. But when you can pull yourself up and figure that out – and I was really honest with everyone. When people be like, oh, why aren't you drinking anymore? And I'm like, for my mental health. Like I just got so vulnerable and honest with people about like this is what I'm going through. This is where I'm at. And I can say now I'm like the most in love with myself I've ever been. I don't think I took care of myself truly until about nine months ago. I don't think I even had the self-love and compassion to know how to do that until about nine months ago. Wow. Well, thank you for opening up and sharing your story. And I totally resonate on such a deep level of how it wasn't until so very recently that I truly accepted myself. And it's hard for me to articulate what it means to truly accept myself. So if you can, I would love to hear your perspective of what it means to truly accept yourself. It is hard to articulate, isn't it? Like it's a definite feeling, but it's hard to articulate. So for me, some things that really came up were doing the things I loved as a child before the world told me otherwise. And like I was a weird kid. Like I loved to sit in my room and I knew how to sew and I knew how to like make pillows and I really liked alone time and I didn't want to go out and play with friends and like, you know, there was just all these things. So I think for me, like self-acceptance is been really, really, what do I want? Like asking myself that question, like a lot of times, what do I want to wear today? What do I want to eat today? What do I want to consume? Whether that's like social media or TV or any of these things. And I think for me, the feeling of self-acceptance was realizing that I loved myself enough to take care of myself. And for some reason, that was just such a big mindset shift for me. And it means honoring my cycle. It means honoring my work schedule. It means taking care of my body and moving it and nourishing it and not allowing people in my life that, you know, they don't need to be a part of it. It's a privilege to get to know me. And that was hard for me. Like, I think for so long, I just accepted what the world gave me because I didn't think I deserved better. And so I think accepting yourself is knowing you deserve better and then giving yourself the tools to be better and enjoy your life and truly love it. 
could probably go on a tangent. I don't know. I need to think more about exactly, but that's kind of how it feels for me. It is so hard to to articulate that, but I think that you did such a beautiful job and knowing that you deserve better and actually receiving what you deserve in the best way. I think that is so beautiful because I think for such a long time, I struggled with self-worth. And so I just accepted the bare minimum and learning how to love myself. I really elevated my standards. And so for me, I think hearing you say that, you know, you cut certain people out and you truly tapped into your cycle and you created boundaries. It's all just kind of affirming. And I hope to someone listening, it's affirming for them too. That's like, okay, the things that I'm doing aren't selfish. And I kind of, I kind of get in my head sometimes because I'm like, okay, the world needs me to work hard. The world needs me to, you know, hustle and the world needs me to do this and do that. But oftentimes it's like, no, no, no. Like, hush the noise, like you're on the right track. And so I'm so glad to hear your perspective, even though it's hard to articulate sometimes because it is such more of a feeling. It's just like, I just feel good. Like I can't yeah. but I just feel good. And like too, like with my cycle, like in my luteal phase, I'm very task oriented. I'm not super social. And I'm like very clear with my friends. I'm like, hey, I'm in my luteal phase. Like, love you. Don't want to do that right now. I say that all the time. Like, love you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm not in. And like, I think that not lying about why I don't want to do things was a big part of my self-acceptance because I used to like make up excuses. And now I'm like, no, I'm in my luteal phase. Don't I don't feel like being that social. Or no, I don't actually want to go to that workout class. I'm in my ovulatory phase. I want to do something a little more intense. Like, I'm just like really honest now about like if I do or do do or don't want to do something. And then when the people around you start to understand like, okay, well, she's operating this way. It's almost like leading by example and showing people, okay, because I operate according to my cycle, you can too, you know, kind of like giving them the tools by leading Permission. by example. So I think that's so, so cool. Okay. I'm going to hit you with a little bit of rapid fire Q&A before we wrap up this episode. Um, I love so I've got it. a couple Let's questions for you. What is a night routine non-negotiable that you have? Ooh, okay. Night routine non-negotiable for me is I really, really try to stay off my phone an hour before bed. And I kind of follow this thing. It's like no food three hours before bed, no liquid two hours before bed, no phone one hour before bed. And that has like changed my sleep quality dramatically. What is the best day of the week and why? I love, love, love Saturday morning. It's like my favorite time because my partner and I both work a lot and we have time to be together and I really enjoy a slow morning. And like, I mean slow morning from like 7 a.m. to like noon. Like I want that to be my whole morning of just like taking it slow. And so I love a Saturday morning and a Sunday morning, but I like Saturday because there's still more possibility for the weekend. What is the best stress relief hack that you found? Okay. Truly, 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 I think it is walking by myself in silence. I like to be like move while I have my quiet time, but I think walking outside in silence and just tuning into myself, I instantly feel better like the second I'm out there. What is your favorite piece of clothing in your closet right now? 
Ooh. Okay, it's probably this jacket I have on. If, you, if there's a video, it's like a really big fuzzy teddy jacket from Free People that I've worn, I think like every day since it's been cold. It's like a little bubble Sherpa sprite green. It's like my favorite jacket right now. It's super cute. I was actually going to ask you where you got it because it looks really comfy. Um, what is the biggest pet peeve that you have? I feel like I have a lot of pet peeves, but I think my biggest pet peeve is mansplaining. It just makes me so angry when someone doesn't think I have the intelligence to understand. So they treat me like a, I, like a baby. I'm like, I can understand. I'm perfectly capable. What is your favorite dessert? One that comes to mind is a flourless like espresso chocolate tort. It's like amazing. I have celiac, so I can't have gluten. So I love like all the flourless like cakes. That's like so specific too. I love that you were just like a flourless chocolate espresso tort. I love that. I'd be like, oh, like a brownie. It's like in my head. Like it was the first thing that came to my mind. There's this (laughs) restaurant in Austin called Sour Duck and it has that and it's like my I love it. I love it. Um, and last question, I ask this to all of my guests. The average age of my listener is 22. So if you could go back and give your 22-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, it would be one, start tracking your cycle. <laughs> like learn about your body. But two, like for broader advice is like it's not that deep. It's going to be okay. 22 was probably the year I think I had the most anxiety in my life in my entire life to date. And I just wish I could give her a hug and be like, it's it's going to be okay. I promise like it gets better. Um, so start tracking your cycle and don't be too hard on yourself. I love it. Thank you, Kate, so much for joining us today. Go ahead and share your socials with the listeners. Where can they find you and where can they get Funk It? Amazing. So my personal Instagram is carbs and Kate, like a piece of bread, carbs and Kate. Um, and on there, I just started seeing private clients again. So if anyone wants to work with a hormone dietitian, you can reach out to me there. And then Funk It Wellness is uh, my business Instagram where you can learn all about seed cycling and all the other amazing hormone support products that we have. We have a brand new maca latte that's literally like rocking my world right now. I was just telling Lily like I'm obsessed with it. I have to send her some. And then FunkItWellness.com is where you can get all of the products and, you know, reach out to us, ask us questions, give us feedback. We love connecting and talking about periods. So we are here for all of it. And I will leave all that info linked in the show notes for you guys. So definitely be sure to check out Kate, check out Funkit. Thank you, Kate, so much for joining us today. Thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to give it a rate and a review. That just helps more people find and listen to the show. I love you guys so much and I will talk to you soon. 